Hi girls, what's up? It's the Mob Show, Mason on Business. So uh, I want to talk to you about pricing. I'm in retail and pricing obviously is the be all and end all, but it's not just the be all and end all in retail, it's, 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 it's in business, isn't it? I mean, you, you are a lawyer, you're a vet, you're, you know, whatever you are, pricing is everything. Pricing is, is you know, is the point of sale. So, um, and it's really um, something that's a bit of an art, really. How, how do you know how to price something? How do you know to price something? So, if you're first in the market, so when I first opened up my shops, I'd be the first one there. There was no prices offline, really. There was no, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of competition. So, the price I set was the price I got. Um, but then it means you get stuck into this full sense of security where you don't actually know what anyone else is pricing and you can very quickly seem expensive. One of the ways to deal with that, obviously, is to have lots of new products. But let's, let's, let's talk about pricing in itself. So, how do you know what price you should be charging? Now, one of the most simple techniques is seeing what the market will bear. Um, and what that means is finding out what people are prepared to pay. Uh, simple as that. So, if you are charging the price of you know, £4 for a pint of beer in a pub, um, and you, you see people's reactions on the, on, the, on the floor when you say, oh, it's £4 for a pint, Oh, steep. You know, suddenly you know you are pushing the boundary. If when you're pricing, the people go like, "Oh, that's a good price," and you're getting that feedback from consumers, from customers, from your staff, um, you know, you you priced it well. Could you price it a bit more? Was well, that something to replay with in the future once you have built up your clientele? But so um, you know, the best way to know your pricing is to really see how it has an effect on on the people that you're presenting it to. One of the other ways of doing it is obviously these days with the wonder of the internet, you can go across the internet and you can see how everyone's pricing their products. So you get a brand new product here and you've got uh, red jumpers. These are you know, the hottest trending red jumpers right now on the market. Um, these are the elf on a shelf red Christmas jumpers. But these are the red jumpers. You're thinking, okay, uh, I've got a physical shop. What should I be selling them for? And you go online and you see that someone's got them on Amazon for 25 quid. Someone's got it on eBay for 24 quid. Someone's got it on um, ASOS for 26 quid and it's all kind of much for much just around that part and you're thinking well you know I, I paid 15 pound for it it's not a lot doing it okay so yep that's true you're probably going to find that the online platforms take a smaller margin than you do or maybe they don't maybe they buy in such vast quantities that the, it, their margins are the same then you have to look at um, what their other other ancillary costs are on top of that so let's have a think so someone buys it off their website for 25 pound do they offer free shipping or they've got to pay three pounds 99 okay bosh it's 28.99 is the price you're looking at now so now you're now you're dealing with that realm okay so you can start thinking i can price this this product plus plus shipping and you've really got to consider that because what you offer someone when you have an offline shop for example is convenience you offer someone the now price and that's very different if you went to um a petrol station and you're driving down this is the analogy i give everyone you are driving down the motorway and you are on shore petrol you didn't get petrol in your hometown when the petrol price was a dollar or a pound and it was a real reasonable which was a pound uh, uh, you didn't get petrol when it was reasonably priced in your local town because you're in a hurry or you just couldn't be bothered now you're on the motorway and your light has gone not just gone amber it's gone off you have no petrol you gradually pull in, you finish sweating, because you're thinking, oh my God, am I going to break down here? You pull into the petrol station, and petrol's £1.40. One and you, no, that's 40% more expensive. You are now paying 40% more than you were paying for petrol back in your hometown. Because one, you, you're in a rush, you, you didn't value your time enough, you valued money over time. For whatever reason, but you're now in a position where you're paying 40% more, but you need it now. 
you have no room to negotiate. You need this now, there is no other option. So this is now the most convenient petrol for you. You are paying a premium for convenience, okay? Now, not all consumers get that, I understand, but understood well, delivered well, delivered confidently, you can present that. So when someone says, oh, this is 25 pound on Amazon, and you go, show me the link. Go to the link, and it says three pound 99 shipping. You go, well, look, it's actually 28.99 for you, isn't it? And that's for you to get it in a day or two days time. I can give it to you today for one pound more and you support a local business. How's that sound? That's how you need to present your pricing. Your pricing has to be something that you fully believe in. So you have to understand how you priced your product. You have to understand how you priced all your products. So it's a real challenge because sometimes you're gonna be caught out with your pricing. Uh, you're definitely gonna get it wrong sometimes. You're definitely gonna get you know found wanting. You're gonna make a mistake sometimes. You're gonna sometimes price something and then some little upstart who's opened up down the road to you is gonna come in and purposely be cheaper than you on those things. And you won't necessarily know because you're not the person to walk around their shops, but they're doing it to you. So go send, go and send one of your staff, go do it to them. Go find out what they're doing. And you know, and if a customer does come in and says, hey look, down the road they're selling it for that price, uh, will you price match? Say to them, look, and, and this is, people talk about price matching, is it effective? Just matching the price is not gonna win you a customer. Lowering your price to win that one extra customer may not even win you that customer, but you've lost all the money of all the other customers who would happily pay it. So say to them, look, get me some, you know, get me the printed material, get me the price list, get me the price photo or whatever, and I'll beat, I'll beat that price by 10% and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, dis the difference or whatever. Then you'll give them a reason to come back because if they're gonna be cheeky enough to try and ask you to lower the price, you can definitely be cheeky enough to ask, you, ask them to go and get a sneaky photo of the price and come back because they think they're up. That's how, that's how they, that's their manners. You know, I wouldn't personally do it, but you know what? Props to them for doing it. You've got to try it. Um, so, um, you know, in those cases, you win a customer that way. Uh, we had, we, we've got a product, for example, that we know someone does uh, for, you know, peanuts price-wise. And um, the question was, are we losing some customers in that particular store because we, we, we charge for this particular product or we charge a bit more? Um, the real danger is we've had no real kickback on that particular thing um, from the vast majority of our customers. And we have a number of exclusive products they can't get elsewhere. So um, if we were just to suddenly drastically slice the price of that one product in order to win one or two more customers, or possibly not even win them because we'd only be matching what someone else is doing and not giving any difference, um, we would then definitely lose all that money from the 95% of the customers who happily pay that price. So that's something to be thinking about as well. Don't just chase the price down in order to win the extra customer if every other customer is happy with that price. If your business is struggling and everyone is telling you you are overpriced and your margins are so big that if you lowered them and won your sales back, you would still have a thriving business, then definitely react. But if your business is okay, it's good, and there are far more areas where you can improve to win customers like range of stock, uh, customer service skills, uh, user experience in your stores. You know, are you doing a loyalty card scheme? Are you doing tester areas? Are you doing um, you know, free returns? Are you doing you know, all these things? If you aren't doing those things yet, do them first before you start slashing the price of the products that hundreds of people happily pay for in order to win one or two extra people because the maths do not add up. I can't stress that more. 
Pricing is one of the number one factors that kills so many businesses when they first start, and they think it's easy. They think it's so easy to go and start a retail business or start any type of business because they see someone else doing it who's got their head switched on. They see someone else doing it and doing well, and they go, God, that's easy. That's Running a business is anything but easy. You want an easy life? If you want an easy life, go work for someone else. I guarantee you, it's way easier. If you want to be the master of your own time, do you know what? Go work for someone else, because I guarantee you at 5 p.m., 5.30 p.m., you can switch your phone off and you don't have to respond to any emails. If you want an easy life, go work with someone else, because on a Saturday morning, if you're not working on a Saturday, you can turn your phone off and you haven't got to turn it on until Monday and no one has, you don't do anything, jump for no one. You run a business because you love business, you love the process of business. Maybe you like the challenge of success or doing something, but you, you run a business, and a lot of people run a business because they, they think, oh, I need to get rich to run a business. You can get rich working for someone else. You get way rich. Be the number three, number four at Facebook, be the number 30 at Google, you'd be way richer. Anyway, uh, back to the point. So pricing is something that kills a lot of people. And so we've seen companies, I've seen companies open up on my turf, they think, hey, this is real easy, this guy can do it, so can I, they don't know me, you know, I don't know them, but you know, I see how they run their businesses and how they, they pay the staff with PayPal accounts, cash in hand, avoid them paying any of their benefits that they're due, it's disgusting. Um, but they open up, they price it really, really cheap, and then the VAT man calls. And in the UK, um, you don't have to pay or declare VAT on the sales of your products. VAT is a value-added tax. So in America, you go to the supermarket and you'll see a price that's $5.99. And you get to the counter, and I know this is being a bigger British tourist there, you go to the counter and they go, that's $7.34, sir. And you're like, no, it says it's $5.99. Yeah, that's without sales tax. That's how I do it. So they're used, they're very used to adding that tax on top. And so if you're a, if you had in America a tax-free shop that becomes a taxable shop because they've gone over a certain number of sales and therefore they're VATable now, you wouldn't bother anyone. In the UK, we, we embed that price in at the final sales price. We don't, you know, we, it has to be the final and conclusive price, which is great for the consumer, real bad for the shop. So you set your business up, you go, look, I'm gonna be cheaper than the other guy down the road. I'm gonna win the business, I'm gonna be real cheap. So, you know, I got my products for 20 pounds, he'll do his products for 15 pounds. So he's thinking, yeah, okay, cool. He's not even thinking about VAT at this time. Does the sales, wins a bit of business, and gets up there. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to become VAT registered, and that means 20% of his sales turnover goes to the inland revenue, the tax man in the UK. Uh, and it's, it's a similar situation across Europe, Spain, um, is your, NIF, your NIF code and all those sort of things, sales tax. So now, all of a sudden, that £15 he's been charging these people, those people who are happy to pay £15, and £15 is the price that they pay, and that's the one they understand, they're still paying £15, well, but he now only gets £13. Or £12.80. So suddenly his margin has gone right down and he's thinking, okay, so not only am I beating that other company by being £15, really I'm only getting £12.80. £12. That's crushing his margin and if he increases the price, he could lose those customers because they think amateur. They think, hey, I paid £15, why am I paying £20 now? Why am I paying £18? That's not a big enough difference. Pricing is so important. Get it right from day one and it will hold you in good stead. So what's my pricing model? Well, I've already told you one of them. We look at what's sold online. We add the shipping costs. We add maybe sometimes a few percent, which is the carry or the value of being able to have a member of staff there on seven days a week, receiving a returns, um, a live web chat. 
we value our service skills, we value our service levels, and we don't always get it right, when we say this, we don't always get it perfect, but we aim to deliver a level of customer service that an Amazon marketplace seller just is not equipped to do. Just is not equipped to do. We have a live web chat that runs all the time. That means someone who knows about vaping is there to answer your questions, and if need be, get you on WhatsApp, get you on a video chat, and show you exactly how to put together your device. You can return your product to any one of our stores, you know, which means you haven't got to post it in, a, in an envelope and, and, and all that malarkey. Um, and you can come into stores and try the products, pick the products up, try the liquids, see what they're like, make sure you're getting the right thing. So that's for my business is really important, and I believe the offline shopping experience has been massively overlooked in many sectors. I think it's a great. Um, it's a great part of retail if you're a consumer because you can really make sure you get your hands on the product and know what you're getting. So that's just for me, I'm in the, I'm in the vape game. But, um, so that's how we price our things, we look at what's online, and you know what, someone's gonna come along in a week's time and suddenly slice the price online and we're gonna have missed it. And it might be an old product line that we don't sell so much of anymore and everyone will think, oh, you're overpriced. Well, it's, it's not so much we're overpriced, we just didn't see them update that product. Um, or maybe we st stopped selling that product. But it's important to keep abreast of pricing, and you've got to make sure your pricing works for your 85 to 90% of your customers. Don't chase that extra, don't chase extra business just on pricing. You have to have a look at perceived value. In fact, they did a statistic on um, the Nielsen statistics, which is that 51% of consumers are driven to make their final purchase decision based on value. 44% are on price. Now, what does the difference between price and value mean? Well, value is a wider image of what is involved in a transaction. That is, level of customer service, accessibility, ease of return, what else goes with it? How did they make you feel? How did they make you understand the product? Was the product set up for you when you, when you left? Did you find that um, you got a free coffee when you walked into the supermarket? All those things form, you know, was parking really easy? Was parking free? Was it you know, covered? Was it safe? All these things are, go into the factor of what someone considers to be value at their buying decision. Now, buying online is different because, um, but, no, but no different. It's different in terms of what items you give someone as part of your experience, but there are other things. Is the website super fast? Was the website super slick? Was the basket easy to manage? Was um, was there only a few forms to fill? Could you sign up with social media applications? Was um, was there a friendly discount code that popped up? They didn't even charge it. Was there a web chat that asked if you need any help? Was there all the these things are also value? They are all things that are considered value in an online place. So if you run an online business, have a consideration of what those things you can add a value. So value to people is more than just price because price is literally just price. It is the lowest common denominator. Think about it. So more people value the overall package of what they get for their money. And that could be when you're in a restaurant. Once you get for your money, you get the experience, you get the great customer service. You remember the great waiters and the waitresses and the fantastic chefs and the, you know, the MC, when you, the maitre d' when you come into the restaurant uh, and the experience they give you. You remember that as part of the value package, not just the price. The price is, is just the price. So if you can consider that as part of your pricing, now that doesn't mean you'd be belligerent and go, this is why we're 50% more expensive than anyone else for the same product you can buy online, because that's just stupid, because no one values it that far. But if we're talking around the margins of 
four, five, six percent, which really makes a difference to a business to survive and to be able to grow and to be able to train their staff, to be able to pay their staff more, look after their staff, and have a happier, more motivated staff force, to have the extra little bells and whistles in your shops. It's the margins of the extra margins. That's what I'm talking about. That's where you look at your pricing. So um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, something I'll come back to again in the future, but. This has been about pricing, so remember the key things on pricing. See what your competitors are selling the products for. Have a look at what they're offering as the total service to come to that price. And have a look at how, how long it takes for that customer to, um, to realize that, that product. So are they buying it and waiting four or five days? In your shop they pay a pound more but they get it today and because they're getting it today i'm assuming they're probably local right okay so if you have any issues which you know these things happen you can come to us very easily too and we can get it fixed for you again the same day yeah that's what i'm talking about working around the margins of the margins okay so work around the margins of the margins to build your margin to build your price the price has got to be able to make sure your business can run and be a survival one and if you've got a come if you're in a country where taxation comes in after a certain point make sure that your prices now are the prices that can look after you then a lot of companies have a loss leading product that means they have one product in where very very limited margins to bring you through the door and they carry on much higher margins on other products that's one approach that's called you know the loss leader strategy um, all big stores do it look at pound lands and pound shops where they might have a, a branded drink that's a pound which probably costs a pound in every other store but you come in there and then you buy your bleach from them for a pound, but bleach really in your normal supermarket, your Tesco and your Asda, is 30p. So what you're actually doing is paying three times the price for a bleach bottle in a pound store under the perception that everything there is cheap because they bought you in cheap on other products, okay? So that's quite a smart strategy. That's the loss-leading strategy worth thinking about. Um, and I'll give you one more final thought to think about, okay? Um, there's two types of buyers. Buyers in need, buyers in power. Two types of sellers, sellers in need, sellers in power. A buyer in need is someone who is desperate to buy something. Remember the petrol analogy? You're down the motorway and you run out of petrol and you need to get petrol and the price is £1.40. It's 40% more than your local street. You are a buyer in need. You have no negotiation. No one asks for a discount there, right? You're driving around your local town and you've got a petrol tank full, half full, and you see a Waitrose, you see an Asda, you see a Sainsbury's, you are a buyer in power. You are able to make the consumer decision as to where you go and where you spend your money. That is why those, those supermarkets are competitive, because you are a buyer in power. Likewise, those sellers are sellers in need because they're trying to make sure they can reach out to you and get you a sale. The seller on the motorway is a seller in power. That is how negotiation works all over the world who is in power, who is in need. And that probably says everything you need to know about the Brexit negotiations. That's it. This is the Mob Show podcast. I hope you found this interesting. If you've got any comments, um, file them over to themobshow.com, send us over an email, um, or hit us up on Instagram, which is the underscore mob show. Uh, follow us, do me a solid, share this on. Thank you.